I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East End for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have the SCP-2401. So, uh, this one was suggested to us uh, by Charcoal Man, um, because uh, Gamer uh, asked the question a while back, uh, if there were any prominent or uh, any any good female monsters or creatures in uh, creepypastas. Because yeah, generally yeah, speaking, more, it's just spooky more, dudes. Yeah, get more diversity mm-hmm. in the uh, monster genders. Uh, so this was suggested to us. Um, so SCP-2401 is obviously on the SCP Foundation. Uh, and as a quick recap, the SCP Foundation is essentially the Men in Black or like Delta Green, like a, a government agency or an a paramilitary government agency that works to uh, search or to secure, contain, and protect uh, both the world and the object and weird um, reality-breaking anomalies and objects and entities, um, like keep them contained from the rest of the world and keep them a secret generally. Mm-hmm. So, um, and SCP two four zero one is uh, was written by Lurk D on the SCP Foundation. And just as a quick thing, it's basically a colony of bees that specifically colonize into human hosts. Um, and if you're a male, well, you're pretty much dead because the infection uh, or the uh, the process leaves uh, for severe infections and you die within days. I think it's like within... Is it even within hours? It's like a couple of weeks. Oh, in a couple yeah. of weeks, yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, female hosts seem to be more uh, susceptible or more uh, more positive results, although they eventually succumb to uh, suicidal tendencies and um, like bouts of insanity and such. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically the creature, uh, and then the containment unit. The whole containment procedure is to keep them contained within uh, a, a cell, like with a host, and they've had a couple of hosts. Uh, in um, recently, and they've only had one successful one that's lasted the longest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one um, like committed suicide in their, in her cell. Mm-hmm. Um, however, and uh, what it also what the the colony does is basically like is it eighty percent or fifty percent? Fifty percent. Fifty percent of the epidermal um, uh, epidermal <clears throat> extremity of the of the host is converted into this like hun- horrible horrifying honeycomb uh, beehive <laughs> essentially. So, um, the, just to, to kind of like get the general notes for like what happens in this entry, um, it talks about the, uh, interview, uh, interview uh, event that happened between a Dr. Lamb and Mary, uh, who was what she called herself, the, uh, the host mm-hmm. and how that kind of developed in some really weird ways. And then like by the end of the interviews and such, there was an, uh, a, an event that happened where she went catatonic, and when security detail went in to go check on her, she uh, broke out and attacked and raped Dr. Lan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then he, eventually uh, she was contained again, and Dr. Lamb 
wanted to be uh, moved to a new location and uh, what's the uh, basically like what mind wiped. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he wouldn't remember any of the trauma that happened. And Mary, uh, when put into another interview, was given the was uh, started talking about Lamb as if they were in a relationship together, even though that was never the case. Um, and reveals that she got what she needed from him, which was uh, basically gene material for a new child or an uh, offspring, like another female offspring that will be better for the colony or propagate the colony further. Um, and at that point, the uh, the interview is can- uh, is like muted, and then the guy tells the, his buddy, "It's like oh, you're not gonna actually like tell uh, like tell Doctor Lamb what you what you're saying." Like, Fuck no, you want just a uh, smoker out <laughs> or smoker there for a second because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another procedure they added is um to calm down the bees. They, mm-hmm. Much like normal bees, they can be calmed by using um pine smoke, mm-hmm. uh, and that's basically how the entry kind of comes to an end is the end of that interview, uh, that secondary interview. So, um, this one, I do not have any grammar inquisitions. Do you guys have grammar inquisitions? I do not. No. Thought so. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was going through it. I was like, this is bad. Like, this is, it's weird. It's a bureaucratic report. It's almost as if it's been looked over multiple times by editors. <laughs> um, but, uh, I do have some actual thoughts, and I also have a segment that uh, we have done in the past called the Kitchen, where we um, try and like see what we can come up with like story-wise or something for this. But I'll go into my actual thoughts first. Uh, so starting off with this quote: uh, "Level two access required. Document date uh, 0104-2015. Time 1632. A viable host able to survive the colonization process." will be the first step into discovering a way to reverse the process and revert the host back to normalcy. And and when I read that, I was just like, that seems oddly optimistic for a case where the entity mutates 30 to 50% of the host's external body into a living beehive. Doesn't mean it can't be changed back. I would, my, my counter to my own comment was, weirder things have happened in the SCP, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And then my next one is from uh, date 0108-2015, uh, time uh, 9.44. Both D6780 and D9343 are progressing quickly with SCP-2401 and are in relatively good health. Today, however, D6780 had to be sedated via aerosol before the host caused further self-injury. D9343 has been minimally responsive during this period. I've asked repeatedly for the medical records of both D-class hosts prior to testing. The paperwork seems to be conveniently missing in administration. Ah, yes. The true horror of the SCP Foundation. Bureaucracy. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Also, just for again, anybody who's lis- like listening to this for the first time and uh, like listening about SCPs for the first time, D class individuals are basically the test subjects, and they're usually criminals mm-hmm. that um, like no one's going to miss essentially, because mm-hmm. most of them the the fatality rate for test subjects uh, in the SCP Foundation are pretty high. Yeah, mm-hmm. just there's a bit of a moral course. quandary 
<laughs> with uh, the SCP Foundation and their testings. Uh, my next uh, actual thought comes from the quote for uh, level three access required. Incident report. Uh, Dr. Lamb was then tackled, tackled to the floor outside of the containment and stripped of his clothes by SCP-2401 Alpha. On video, Dr. Lamb was held down on his back with SCP-2401 Alpha atop of him for a period of 90 seconds. From the video's limited vantage point, it was difficult to ascertain what was happening to Dr. Lamb as he showed limited signs of struggle. Again, reading this and uh, came to my thought, it's like, well, based on what was happening earlier, like the scraps of, of information we got from uh, from Mary's dreams regarding him, mm-hmm. I figured this outcome was either going to be death or snoo snoo or possibly death by snoo snoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, did anybody else catch the Mary and Dr. Lamb, as in Mary had a little lamb? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I caught <it> now. <laughs> if that helps, I mean, I just like I, I read it. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was almost surprised that she like Mary didn't like start like humming that or like there wasn't some kind of like note that like she would that was like a nursery rhyme she was humming or something while she was like after the after the incident or something. It's kind of dumb. No, yeah, you but, pointed out. <laughs> but it's still funny, though. Like, it, it, SCPs <laughs> likes to blend in, like, silly with horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my actual thoughts until we go into the kitchen. I thought his name was Lamb because he's going to be like a Lamb to the Slaughter situation. I mean, that's also... <laughs> but it's not, actually, because no, he's fine. Yeah, because he eventually, yeah, he survives it. He's just horribly traumatized. And not anymore, he got neuralized. Yeah, he got it's neuralized. Fine. He got an injection. Uh, well, the... The part that he's traumatized by is the um, the shocking, because she was subdued via taser. Okay, and she, I, I've he heard was underneath. Yeah, but I've heard that tasers don't actually like um, transfer person transfer person. person to person. That's still electricity. It's no, going to go I've, down. Maybe I don't know. I've, I have heard like like apparently like when you tase somebody, you don't like the per- if somebody's hugging that person that's getting tased, they don't get shocked either. It's just the person that's being tased. Hmm. But it might be different in the case that, like, you're on, like, because it, electricity goes down. It doesn't go across. So yeah. it might be that it, uh, because he's at, on the bottom, he's, it's basically going through him to get to the ground. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Listeners, anybody out there, please let us know <laughs> um, if that is the case. Please help us so we don't have to Google this because that's so much work. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's not like we're going to. I mean, I do have a taser on me. You guys just want to jump on each other. I can just tase my <laughs> No, thank you. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It might not really work with him, though. Yeah, he's, he's a cosmic demon. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So, uh, my other note here that you didn't touch on is the guy at the end just smoking her, like, she wasn't rowdy. I, I almost thought it was like, like, like the incinerator, like, just, just uh, barbecue, like, just like Get rid of her, kind of thing. Wrong kind of smoke. Yeah, but, but yeah, then, yeah, yeah. There's no. I almost thought that was going to be the case, but yeah, no. It's just smoking her. So basically, just smoking her, maybe to pacify her more. Yeah, but she wasn't. Didn't seem that hostile in the yeah. interview. Maybe she was getting a little too excited. I don't know. Yeah, it, it seemed like like she wanted, she wanted to like hit the uh, the purge button. <laughs> yeah, it seems like more like what that response was going to, but that it's just aerosol. So yeah, yeah. 
But it also stops there, so who knows what happened after that? Mm-hmm. Maybe they smoked her enough to knock her out so they yeah. could do whatever after that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like do some like proper tests or like deal with her or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I have there. And I have uh, an it story, but it's not really that great. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. It is hard to do it stories with like a bureaucratic entry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we want to do the it story. Yeah, sure, go for it. We can always edit it out if it's absolutely terrible. If it's, yeah, if it's absolutely yeah. terrible. Or leave it in if it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. And now, an it story by Mikey, the East Ends for Evil. Take it away. It has been difficult to requisition female D-class because of their scarcity. It's the only option since SCP-2401 and male D-class hosts cannot coexist without killing the host body. It. It is, and it is not. That's it? Yes. Yes, yeah, there's <laughs> one sentence that's just it? Yep. Is it dialogue? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the way the character talks. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, yeah, like, that's... I think I know exactly where that is, too. It's when uh, Lamb corrected the interviewer. Because... When he said she is like, no, it's it. Yeah, he yeah. he's trying to, like, yeah, disassociate really. the, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It wasn't that great, like I said. That's fine. You tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gamer. All right, I'm here. <clears throat> uh, well, I got a few notes. One being uh, when it mentions injuries slash deaths. One minor injury, two major injuries. SCP-2401 Alpha suddenly attacked and physically, sorry, suddenly awakened and physically attacked security. Both guards suffered concussions from the altercation. So, concussions classified as a major injury here? Is it two major ones? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. When well, I heard major injury, I kind of expected something more gory. Yeah, <laughs> from the get go. I mean, it's still I mean, concussions can be. Pretty oh, I know they got knocked out, but I don't. Okay, it's a. I it's guess a it serious is serious concussion, so that they've lot have permanent brain damage, and they can never be security guards again. Great, I feel a lot better now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. It has to be more. It really doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's like major. Well, the problem is like it's major, major injury, but they weren't killed. So like it yeah. wasn't like somebody like he smashed his brain into the like just yeah. brained him into the wall. And, like, oh, I know. I wasn't expecting yeah. being dead because yeah. it's major injuries, not major yeah. deaths. And, and think of all the bee stings. That's true. But there weren't any. Oh, that's true. <laughs> there wasn't a single bee sting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's a creature made entirely of bees. Well, not entirely made of bees. There's a woman there. It's, no, it's There's a human being there that's been being. <laughs> yes. Human being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> being human. That's how it is. Bad. Yeah, missed opportunity for any sort of stinging happening. It's yeah. weird. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the creatures were. I, I, see, like, the creature wasn't really. Here's the thing about this monster it's not really aggressive. It's. The, the bees were excited. They weren't threatened. Like, they had the, the full control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like through the deception of like pa- of going to the into the or like acting like they were like into a coma or something like that. Yeah, for three like they days. knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And again, like they've converted the human host to not have to need to eat or or drink. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
Yeah, how did they get knocked out? Did it say? I think they probably just, again, she probably just overpowered them. Like, shoved them into a wall. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Whiplash situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Needs to be more bees. Mm-hmm. Bees, my God. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, when I read through it, it's like, this is a pretty solid story, I guess. I just kind of wish we found out what happened with Kenny's uh, progeny. Is as what well, that could said. be. That could be a later entry for the SCP Foundation. Yeah, like uh, I guess it would be, oh, it'd be like a new entry. I guess it would situation. be SCP two four zero. Was it two four zero one? Yeah, two four zero one beta or like alpha two or something like that. Because it would be the second. It would be the next host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the classified tags mm-hmm. with like different levels of clearance to go into them. I thought that was oh, yeah. kind of neat. Yeah, Will mm-hmm. them do that. Yes. Um, every I, time, I don't every remember time, them. It depends on if somebody has decided to actually add like more of a narrative to it, because that's what <clears> I like <throat> about the SCP Foundation. There is this formal like, like here's the bestiary of a monster, but then there's there's actually a story and narrative in a lot of them mm-hmm. through these uh, entries and like uh, interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, they a lot of them do that. Yeah. So it's been so long since I've read one, I didn't remember. Yeah, we need to do a few more. We do actually have. Uh, I think Charcoal Man has suggested a few other SCP Foundation stuff. Mm-hmm. How many are there? Thousands. There's at least three to four thousand. Oh, really? And That's there's different. Ca- there's at least four or five different. Oh uh, no, there's probably like five or six, maybe seven plus cannons. To Why? The, to the slash s- how? Well, because well, so this well, the SCP Foundation is a huge, is a, a growing, large community of writers that all have. Um, that have either like taken different like canon because the, like they've there's so many people writing different entries and stuff like that that some of them take on a different canon than uh, than what the, what the what the last person did. So there's a bunch of different basically parallel universes of what the SCP Foundation is is hmm. or how it operates or how like wh- how how post apocalyptic the world is because of these creatures. Like there's one um, I was actually considering uh, like us doing a few like like starting one of the canons because there's actually one that's tried to uh, gather up the stories, the actual like stories that people have written in this SCP universe um, to resurrect. Like basically they've tried to uh, re- uh, rebuild or re- resurrect um, the original canon, like from entry from story entries and stuff that people have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's ton- there's like so many of them. Like if you go into the story section, you can actually find like a crap ton of different canons. Um, some again, like one, there's one where like, uh, earth becomes completely like inhospitable because of SCPs. And so we go into the star, we go, we go into space. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So it's space. It's the SCP foundation in space. Wait, and like, they actually have the test subjects in space well, yeah, like, or like, is the planet earth all earth the is test area now? Earth, yeah. But I, I think it's a little bit of, of both. Like it's. It's it's completely fucked for human civilization. So we've moved into the stars, like to moon colonies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's still things that are going on down on Earth. Or there's ones where like the Earth itself has been completely like nuked or like wiped out by an SCP by a post-apocalyptic SCP, and the survivors have like jumped to another dimension or something. Hmm. Or there's or they're dealing with the post-apocalypse of of one of the SCPs that have like rendered Earth like horrible. So they're that powerful that one of them can oh, yeah. entirely they're, fuck things up. Yeah, they're reality destroying entities. There's uh, the, uh, there's a couple of them that are like basically world enders. Hmm. Um, and then there's ones like this. Like if this thing got out and like multiplied, like that could be a horrible threat too. There's different ones that have different like there's different threat levels to ones. So, like there's and there's ones that are more benign or more um, 
or less malevolent than others. Yeah. So like some of them are completely just not. Yeah. Um, we actually one at of all. the ones I did with um, uh, Greg from Anime Daydream uh, when he was on the show for an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he touched on a, a stripper bar that you were uh, you had to. It, it doesn't show. It only shows up at like a certain time at night, and then you you're allowed in. And the the uh, exhibitionists on on the stage are just really fucked up, but that's it. Like we're talking raptors in made outfits, <laughs> or I've seen that title card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that title card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. Like that's that's like a really like like that's as far as like not like like threat level. That's a fairly low threat level one because it's just a weird fucking basically an interdimensional or transdimensional strip club. That's weird. Um, mm-hmm. Or there's ones like the snail, like the guy who got his mm-hmm. mind transferred into a snail yep. uh, oh, really? and has like a vault of like all this crazy shit <laughs> that underneath a, a house in the UK. Oh, hmm. I, I kind of wish. There, I hope there, I kind of wish there's more of those ones because those ones are kind of like fun, weird. Like that, that so, I think the reason. Hmm? That was what, Sir Blackwood or something. Yeah, yeah, Sir Blackwood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they um, creepy <laughs> anymore at that point? Oh no, no. Okay, so here's the thing about the SCP. They they range from like. It's weird fiction, which can be horror, but is sometimes just like fun and ex- and like adventurous. Yeah. Um. But they're always weird. Like mm-hmm. they're always like what the fuck kind of like things. But you get a lot of creepy and you get a lot of horror in that. But you also get a lot of fun, like silly things in that as well, mm-hmm. because a lot everybody has different um like kind of views on horror and so that so somebody might find uh, a sentient snail creepier than. Us, <laughs> I suppose. But as long as there's a what the fuck value, exactly, then it's yeah. allowed. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, in the prerequisites. It, really, it's just kind of like the SCP is kind of like uh, the next step in like those weird pulp novels that people used to write in the twenty in the early like twenties and thirties, um, where it was just like some some of them range. It's like sci-fi, fantasy, and horror kind of all mismatched together mm-hmm. to create this like weird, wonderful what the fuck foundation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I would like to look at the the different entities that essentially cause the different timelines yeah. and different canons. Yeah, I know there's one. I can't. I, I want. I want to keep saying it's like the Red King or the Crimson King, and he's like the biggest. Like he's been considered the biggest like threat level monster of the SCP Foundation. Hmm. But I don't know if it's actually called. He's actually called the Crimson King or not. He's the King think, in Red. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm getting confused with. The Crimson King from Stephen King. <laughs> oh, maybe. So maybe it's just the King in Yellow after he goes on a killing spree. Yeah, he's just yeah, blood covered. Red, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. But yeah, and also I like the uh, the bureaucratic like paperwork. Like we've been we've been recently playing uh, Control yeah. uh, on the Xbox One, and that game is straight up SCP. It legit is, like yeah. it's the building you're in like is an SCP entry. Your gun There's, is. Your go- yeah, your gun is. Mo- all the objects you find in that in that place are, and there's paperwork like an SCP entry. Like yeah. it's fantastic. But um, like, what was one of the first ones? It was like a coffee or something, but it said something about it. Like it was a collectible you pick you picked up as a coffee. Oh, oh yeah, coffee and, cup or something like that. Yeah, that and it was a, a straight up entry. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but, uh, there's ones that. like there's a um, there's a clock. I think it was a bottle um, of water. Either way, yeah, there are there's a safe um, that like a bank safe that. Uh, if you anchor yourself to it, you can basically get like shield powers 
kind of thing. And it's like it, it basically it protects itself. Like if you try to shoot it, it cre- it pulls all the any like a bunch of material like from the area, including like concrete and whatever. Yeah. It just creates a, a defensive bubble shield around itself. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the the one that's um, the one I actually the, the first one you get that actually gives you superpowers um, is a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we that talking used to have legit launch- floppy. Or yeah, no, no, a huge like. Yeah. Foot-sized floppy disk from the Cold War mm-hmm. that had that was a stolen floppy disk from the Russians that has launch codes, and because it has launch codes in it, the concept of launch codes in it gave this disk telekinetic powers. Because Alrighty. launch, like because you launch. I, I get it. Like that's <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, they're they're all like mundane objects that have been given reality bending and shattering abilities. It's gonna be weird to see like that character's loadout. Like she just like instead of she having like a gun in. and like knives and stuff, she yeah, has like a do, floppy disk just kind of and like a flashlight, <laughs> yeah, or and a safe on her back. Yeah, all these weird like, random <laughs> things. And I I remember I didn't actually read the entry, but there was one for a pink flamingo. I'm sorry, take it, please. We will we will get this done. I'm sorry, we're off a little bit off topic here. It's fine. Uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. Back to the SCP. Back to your actual thoughts. Yes. Do you have anything else? Um, I think I got one or two more things to wrote down. Because we haven't got to the kitchen part. That's true. So, um, there's some uh, redacted parts in it. Yeah. By just some, I mean one. But in a way, I kind of wish there was more. Because even the one part that's redacted, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. So, why? <laughs> yeah, it's just, well, they do redacted, like, because... Well, I think the one thing that was redacted was in an... Uh, Level one clearance or whatever. So no, it was redacted in the main page at the very end. Yeah, and it's uh, Doctor Lamb's name. Yeah, but you only see but his name find... under clearance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the that's difference. true. Yeah. So that's okay. why they do the redacted because um, you have to have clearance in order to actually access the other ones, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, guess that makes I, sense. I noticed. I remember that too, and I was like, "Why is that one? Re- why is this redacted? Like, we already got. Oh, that's why because it's, un- it's underclassified. <laughs> like, we are actually technically getting we by by we have by level three clearance. We have level three clearance. We're fine. Yeah, we're balanced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the way it is. Yeah. Also, that'd be really a dick move. If the SCP Foundation had like all these cool story bits that they had. That you had to log in. And you had to be like a certain class. If you read enough of like, them to get your I, clearance level up, I like. Bravo on your on your immersion level. Yeah, <laughs> but totally. like, way to way to gatekeep your fucking stories, guys. <laughs> but no, they don't do that. They they allow you to do it. And just like, oh, just pretend that you're like, you have the clearance because mm-hmm. you're you're obviously a beer, uh, like the reader guy. Yeah. Otherwise, if you, if you want a role play that you only have level two clearance, like, oh, fine, then you, you can't read the level three yeah, ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What would be funny is if it just randomly revoked people's clearance so that the link is there. It's like, you don't have clearance. It's like, what? And then you go back to it like a couple days later and it gives you clearance. It's like, yeah. huh? Somebody just goes in, edits, out, like, like, edits, like, edits the entry so that it just says, like, access denied. Like, when you click it, and then, like, a couple, like, a week later, adds in the next, the full entry again. It's kind of ridiculous. Just to, like, uh, fuck with people who just, like, are... Like browsing, browsing the uh, the entries. Yeah, but they also may not go back to something that already said access denied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they could be fucking them themselves. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, my last note is just about uh, Mary in general. I kind of wish she was described more because um, she's kind of a blank female character, and yet she has so much "quote unquote" street screen time here. But that is kind of the point of the D class. You're not supposed to get to know them, <laughs> but we do. I mean, yes and no. Like. 
you're not they're supposed to be like non like as nondescript as the government agencies it's like what yeah I, I guess it is it, it is a it's, um it's yeah. a document it's not an actual story yeah it's a story but it's a different it's a it's a different narrative than what we're used to yeah so would you like to know which 50% of hers covered in hives is it hives yeah, or well, I, 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 and that's the other thing. Like, um, um, it says the description is fifty percent of her body is hive. Yeah. Um, like, what does that exactly mean? Like, do you it see them moving under her skin, or are they external? The, do you not see the pictures? I saw one picture. Uh, the other photo where, like, like the, the flesh, like I, I assume, like her entire, like part, basically her extremities, like maybe like part of her chest or in her arm or in, like neck. Yeah, it says face. under the dermal layer or whatever. Yeah, the dermal layer, the skin, under the layer skin. of skin. But you can still see is that right? human skin is transparent, like yeah, is is semi translucent. So we would be able to see honeycomb patterns in our flesh. I didn't get that. Okay, I, I didn't know. It wasn't super clear. That's my whole point. Okay. I mean, that's also part of the point of <laughs> SCPs is that it's supposed to give you just enough information. To come up with something on your in your head, but it's an actual it's document also, that's like describing. Except it's what also this classified documents. Yeah, but you you have clearance. Yeah. I have level three clearance. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and the pictures help, but again, it's like um, SCP twenty four hundred one undergoing pupation while no, pupation, yeah, while embedded in a female host dermal layer, and it shows a honeycomb thing. Yeah, but. Is that what you see externally, or is that what's happening underneath? I think the, the consensus is that they, they there are open pockets, like there are open holes. Because I think it even says yeah. like because that's like how they like they um, if if you're if it's a male host, there's a huge like for some reason they don't like uh, heal like any of the infection vectors and stuff like that. So they basically all these like wounds and stuff that the care, the person has mm-hmm. suddenly aren't are just exposed to the open air. Uh, without that um, special solution that bees give off to protect them, uh, to protect their hives and stuff like that, because it says in there too, um, like use the pupation, uh, which actually like is a like a saliva like uh, substance mm-hmm. uh, of nectar and stuff like that that helps like protect against uh, infection. And the two pictures, like if that if the bottom one is meant to be, that's what it looks like on the outside. Yeah, it's very different from the front because the front looks like the first well, one looks like it's a hole. That that's the and male then, version. Okay. That's what happens to male. That's the the uh, where they damage. just dig a yeah. hole. Yeah, yeah. And in some and cases, like yeah. basically, a lot of SCPs end up uh, that like somebody saw a cool, creepy like image of something online or that like, they found, and so sometimes we don't have a full Im- uh, image of the creature. We don't want it. They don't want you to see the full image of the creature because that's that's the vector. But um, like, well, I'm assuming one. the first image was edited for yeah. this. Oh, obviously, yeah. Actually, that the one might be actually an actual image of like a wound that somebody has. A lot of images from like SCP are literally just random like internet fo- uh, photos. Yeah, because there's a makes a story th- around because there's a big zit right next to it. I'm assuming it's a massive zit. Yeah, that they just edit out and put bees in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But it works well, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah. So um, if it's like that with the guys, where there's just like occasional holes, I guess. Yeah. But when it's in uh, a woman it and it's coalesces. like actually doing fine that it just it's honeycombing like over everywhere yeah like probably the holes have been covered up by that special resin that basically uh, is a new type of skin or like kind of like an extra coat of something like the hole is is the hole just like an entry point and then after that point it just starts building underneath yeah. kind of deal uh-huh. hmm. okay if well, you so, want, if you ever go on the, our Discord, um, uh, Charcoal Man has actually drawn up this character. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it's horrifying. 
Excellent. He, he, he does, uh, actually, if you go to, onto his DeviantArt account, he draws a lot of SCP entries, oh, yeah. like creatures, to give it, like his own interpretation of the visual. Mm-hmm. Cool. And some of them are terrifying. I actually, he, he has won the award for actually giving me a little bit, like, like for, like, making me jump from, like, a photo that he uh, posted on our Discord channel. Oh, nice. I was like, duh! Well done, sir, well done. Yeah. Wait, I'm assuming, like, at the joints and shit, there probably isn't any hives, because that'd be squishing yeah. the... The yeah. Homes, right? Yeah. So it'd be like on sections that don't move. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. probably the chest area or like around there. Yeah, but just like any joints, probably yeah. not, but everywhere else. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a better visual of it now, at least. Mm-hmm. After talking about it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's about the end of my notes. Okay. Uh, then I guess onto the kitchen, where we try and come up with some story ideas or some basically some some brainstorming or some story fodder for this uh, based off this entry because. Well, this does have kind of a narrative to it. It would be cool to have this creature, like, see, like, how you could use this creature outside of the bureaucratic reports. Um, so, uh, my first kind of interesting thing for it, uh, I could see it being used either in a story or a scenario, a game scenario, like a horror game scenario, uh, on two ends, with the idea that these creatures uh, using us as mobile hives, like. They're they're definitely a good threat level for a story or a Delta Green game or like whatever horror investigation game system you use, um, where these things are out in the wild. They're not contained by the SCP Foundation, and they're just like uh, you, they're just like basically infecting humans and making like high, mobile hives to like spread out and farther mm-hmm. uh, and like farther spread, mm-hmm. um, kind of like an invasion force kind of thing. Uh, alternatively, uh, from the side of the host creature, making them more sympathetic, either as a ruse or staying true to it, um, the creatures seem to want to merely continue and thrive, doing what it has to and how through its alien intelligence, because it's an insect, so they don't think like us. Mm-hmm. Um, they all think about it's, got a, it's an insect uh, thought pattern, uh, different from male uh, or mammal uh, thought pattern, and they're a hive mind. So mm-hmm. it's like working for the cause, not in the, the individual. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that kind of, and really just like with the host sort of along for the ride, because well, what else are they going to do? Die? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so maybe explore more of their psyche in the story, like maybe and like their their relationship with the hive, like show that show that metamorphosis um, between uh, of like the human mind com- communicating with the with the hive. By the end yeah. of it, it almost seemed like there was really no human anymore. Yeah, she had, it was just the bees or, talking, or she and was she was being del- puppeted. Yeah, and, or that she was kind of like in almost like a delusional state because they do kind of inject a like endorphins and stuff like that to make them more placid. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, she was a she was a special case because all the other ones, even the ones that like last longer, they succumb <clears> to <throat> basically like um, they reject the parasite mentally and basically yeah. lose sand checks. Mm-hmm. Where she either lost all her sand checks and like is now a cultist, or she just kept her sand checks and now is hardened against the helplessness of the um, the insect hive. Mm-hmm. Um, the actions it does toward this end are a bit gross, um, but honestly, horror genre has utilized this idea for graphic horror continuously. I'm looking at you, species, and bite. Among other horror films <laughs> that I've watched recently, mm-hmm. uh, species being like an alien uh, hybrid, human hybrid mm-hmm. that like seeks to reproduce, and then bite is legitimately a um, a movie where a 
woman goes down to South America, gets bitten by a special insect, and as a result starts mutating into an insect-human hybrid and starts producing eggs and stuff. Wasn't that the one where the yeah. dude gave us a barf bag with yes. the, when it, when you bought it? Yep. Did you use the barf bag? Nope. I was good. Mm, okay. <laughs> I've also not seen it yet. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why you're good. I still need to see it, but I've, I've read like the synopsis stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's an aspect of horror. To uh, it, it is an aspect in horror to disturb us and explore uncomfortable themes. So I'm I'm totally okay with like how like even though like it is kind of icky <laughs> and skeevy like what what they do like to other people like again like by the end of this entry like the um uh like how she rapes dr lamb yeah um it, it is uncomfortable but it is an aspect of horror to make you uncomfortable mm. to watch these things. i was also kind of ha- pleasantly happy that, that it was on the other the other way around because if you're gonna like just because like most of the times it's the other side baraska Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm not going to go any more into that. Yeah. Um, anyway, aside from that, um, also the idea of a buddy horror comes to mind. Oh, yeah, it's totally a buddy horror. Yeah. So it's like, again, like kind of like you can either have this be like a threat level of like the creatures are spreading or trying to spread out in the wild, or you could have it be where the creatures are a little bit more sympathetic and like we kind of care about like care a little bit more about the host or the creatures or both. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not really threatening. Like they, they haven't actually—they've not killed anybody outside of the host. They've that killed a lot of people. They, yeah, but not intentionally. Because it's like there's some kind of bio. Something they've fed like, off the dudes until they die. That's an incompa- <laughs> that's an incompatible, like biologically incompatible scenario. Mm-hmm. Like they, like they don't like. You're they, taking the side of the bees a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um, you, you have a little bit of a bias. <laughs> Mr. Beast, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a beast. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just like that's that's a thing nowadays. Like to make sympathetic monsters. So, yeah. Um, could just strip Turner into a superhero. Like yeah, a really good situation yeah. with like symbiotic relationship, just helping each other. Yeah, like that's basically Venom. Yeah, that, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, that's my ideas for the kitchen, uh, Mikey. What do you get? Well, uh, I'm just trying to think how this creature would exist in the wild before human involvement. Maybe it was um, feeding on animals. Yeah, maybe it was a, maybe it was a, like a low, lower down the evolutionary chain first. Like kind of <laughs> like how people are freaked are scared that like um, that mu- that fungus that gets into insects is going to bump up the food chain at some point. What's it called? Um, cordyceps. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just envisioning a bear that's infected. So he's got a perpetual source of honey. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Also, I'm thinking of dogs, <laughs> like wolves and some of that. Because dogs, are like guard dogs, that shoot bees out of their mouths. Oh my god, <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> oh, so that'd be very. But they don't shoot this. bees because we read the entry. There's no bee shooting. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they don't have, like. I mean, uh, they're bee powered. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, but also that would just be horrifying to see like a bear or a bee. It'd be like seeing a dire bear or bee, like from like the bestiaries of like D and D and stuff, where like they have like that weird like carpus, like kind of like armor on the like external like external armor. It's just made of honeycombs, though. Yeah. Or I guess like in the uh, I I'll also like reference Cordyceps virus zombies, um, the clickers from uh, from Last of Us. Like I kind of see that as like being like. 
may, if it's not as structured or it's like not as like controlled, it's mm-hmm. just these like hot, like people with like hives grow like actual like beehives growing like in weird ways out of their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're called buzzers. Yeah. Buzzes. Yeah. When, when people attack them, they get into like a, a battle pose and go, Hah! and they shoot up millions of bees like anime missiles. Yes. They come in and go, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how they infect their next host. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Like, uh, you know that you'd be like sh- like scared shitless as a character in, in a Delta Green game where that was happening. Someone was shooting bees at me? Yeah. After <laughs> <laughs> you rolled sand. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, it, just trying to think of how it would exist in I, the wild. Yes. Because, I mean... It's straight up just bees, like, yeah. moving up the food chain and becoming yeah, yeah. a predator. Or, and, and even if you mm-hmm. want to go even further, like, why haven't we discovered these things before? Um, we still haven't found, like, all the wildlife that's in, like, the rainforest and, like, other, like, wilderness parts. So, like, what if this is just something that's come so, out of, like, the wilderness? The, the rainforest that's on fire. Exactly. Like that, that's the, you could tie it into that. Like somebody like down there on like uh, as part of like the relief effort, um, and that like, for either the story or for the or for the game scenario, um, and then like they start finding like seeing some people like uh, coming out of the woods that are like part like honeycomb thing, and you find that it's actually just like this isolated tribe because there's th- tons of those still out there mm-hmm. um, that have been infested with the hive with the hive colonies it's, it's actually that's actually fairly workable <laughs> like they've straight up like cut holes in people and poured bees in them or, and then yeah. over the time over or like, like generations these bees have become like hungry for or, human or flesh. maybe it was always th- that way like maybe like that's just like how they've developed like th- that bee colony or those that bee species has developed to um, basically, symbiotically uh, live with, with uh, in, in other species mm-hmm. for mobility. And so, rather than building a stationary hive, they build it off of the, a mobile st- a unit. Mm-hmm. And again, it started off with like maybe like an animal, and then when humans showed up into the uh, into, into history, they uh, just switched to the food. They switched up the food chain. Yeah, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. It's pretty apt that I I read this now. Because, like, I've been playing Earth Defense Force 2025 a lot, and there's giant wasps that attack you. Like, yeah. oh, giant horde of them. God. And then I read this, I'm like, oh, God, get PTSD here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Human hives and giant wasps. Oh, like, reverse situation? <laughs> <laughs> like, they absorb a human into themselves. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Surprisingly, Plaska. Surprisingly. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I don't have much else to think about this. That's fair. Uh, I mean, you have provided some, like, we've had a discussion about, like, how you could add it onto it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you did your part. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I didn't write down anything because I figured I would just come up with stuff on the fly. That's fair. But, um, yeah, one way that I wish that this would continue is with what's going to happen with her offspring. Yeah, if it's yeah. going to come out as a human or not. <laughs> yeah, if it comes out, I like, don't think pre- it's gonna. If it comes out pre-hive, like already like hived like, up, probably, and maybe a little bit more insectoid as well. Like who knows? Like how how far the mutation goes? Yeah, because it, it could literally go anywhere, or it could just come out as a straight up human. But it's then just, they just. But it's because it's been born with the hive in it. It's like extremely like good to go for 
Um, taking the the B yeah. hive situation, and maybe yeah. it's, maybe it dupli- like maybe instead, like I was thinking like like basically we lose Mary as soon as like the baby's born, like basically they switch over and she just fall dies. Mm-hmm. But what if it's basically like, like if that doesn't make any sense? Like from a an animal like thriving like colony like mm-hmm. thing. Usually, what happens is the queen bee in the colony will have a daughter that will be the new queen for a new colony. So basically, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Is oh, there'll be a second dupli- colony, yeah, happening. and. This one, the, the human host is much more viable because they found a human host that will survive and is manipulative, uh, manip- uh, easily manipulated mm-hmm. by the colony. So now they just basically they 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 can maybe even like pro- genetically program in the new ho- in the new host to be even more pliable and more adaptive. And so basically that's how it will spread or how it will duplicate. She has like bee wings and fly around. <laughs> I don't think that I wasn't going that. <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. thinking like again, like maybe again coming out. With like naturally occurring like honeycomb units mm. and stuff in her in her body. Yeah, essentially, her purpose is to to be the hive, procreate more and more, and then everyone in the world are bees. Bees, my god, millions of them. Yeah. So really, like the the if if this wasn't under control from the SCP, this could be a terrifying. Um, uh, this could be a larger threat level. Yeah. It's not a threat level to the level of zombies. Yeah. Because that could escalate very quickly. Because this requires a little bit more wait, uh, wait time. <laughs> a lot of wait time, actually. Yeah. But over time, yes, it could get pretty bad. Yeah. Although, uh, from the sounds of it, considering they have world-ending entities, this is probably pretty low. No, yeah, this, this probably, like, what is it classified under? A Keter class? I didn't. I don't know. <clears throat> Just check that. Uh... Euclid. Euclid? Okay, so it's not generally a bad one. Was it 2401? Yep. So a, uh, a Euclid class um, SCP entity uh, is an SCP object is uh, where its behavior cannot be unerringly predicted, either because the item is sentient, um, it behaves outside the current scientific knowledge, or its nature is simply poorly understood or at present. Euclid class objects do not pose the same existential threat to humanity due to containment breaches as Keter class objects, uh, but they still generally require more diligence to keep contained than safe class objects. Mm. So they're basically the medium, they're the in-between, because there's yeah. too many unknown variables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Nothing else then for the kitchen? We can get we move on to the final Yeah, place. pretty much the way I thought of it is uh, having it as a straight-up story, not a uh, report. Yeah. Where it can just go, like, day by day through the um, the evolution of this uh, this creature in, in this host and yeah. see what happens uh, after, the, after the child is born and see where that goes and expand on that. Because... It, it did kind of suck having it leave at the end. Like it's a good ender. Yeah, and that's but it's like, yeah. what's that going to mean know, though? Know, like, but that's, that is literally like horror one hundred and one. Yeah, I know. Is to leave you wanting, and also yeah. this could that you like you said like it could actually be an SCP story as a sequel, like to the entry because like the yeah, like there'd be another entry that is or, that or not even an entry. Just again, like they there are like tales from the SCP, mm-hmm. which are like more like traditional storytelling kind of stories. I thought you were going to say they're a. Uh, a point-and-click game made by, made by Telltale Games. <laughs> no. Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from SCP. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be a, a type of doll from the Sonic series. 
Oh, that's true. That's true, it could be. I just got done doing those title cards, guys. Please don't bring them back up. <laughs> Horrifying. Sorry, not sorry. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, it could be like, yeah, story uh, of like this, like a storied sequel to, mm-hmm. to kind of develop that and like show maybe like what the SCP is trying to do. Maybe it's like gotten worse. Maybe it's like more, um, maybe it's rising in threat level mm-hmm. uh, with the next, with the new generation. Yeah. Because I can see it written out. Like, um, I always mix these two up. Uh, Harbinger Experiment or Russian Sleep Experiment. One of those two. Yeah. I keep mixing them up. But where it's essentially an entire story written out like a story, but it's showing the entire procedure over weeks and months that's and both, stuff. Of, that's both Russian Sleep Experiment and the Harbinger that's, Experiment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why yeah. I mix them up so much, because they are kind of the same... Premise? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um... All right, on to final thoughts then. Yep. If we don't have anything else to say about SCP, how how did you like having a uh, the monster be a female monster in this one? Um, I mean, it made sense because like queen bees and all that. Yeah. So it definitely worked out more in like it made more logical sense for the um the the type of creature that we we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how many bodies that they went through <laughs> to get yeah. to this point. Uh, yeah, I can tell you exactly how many. Redacted. <laughs> Yeah, I figured. I need level four clearance for that one. You need level nine. Oh, nine? Oh, man. I'm going to be reading a lot of stories to get up there. Yeah. All right. Do they actually have, like, classification tiers in the SCP kind of world? I, or they just do it kind of for flavor text. They do it for flavor text. Like, there's no, they're not actually, like, locked down for, like, readers and stuff. Oh, I know that they're not locked down, but I'm saying, like, in the SCP Foundation, do they sort of have it written down, like, these are the tiers of access there in is, our There is a way to write an entry. Yeah. So like, there is a method to it that they have, that they follow, they generally follow for the SCP Foundation. So, mm-hmm. like, they do have, like, kind of a, a Bible, a, a kind of writing Bible for, like, how to do, like, and a template on how to do it. Yeah, but they don't straight up say, like, the level of um, classification in the SCP Foundation is one to nine... Yeah, or something like that. Maybe I, I haven't gone that deep into it. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've, I've perused like a, a fair amount of the SCP, but I haven't gone like a, I haven't done a full deep dive into the SCP Foundation. Yeah, uh, we probably have to get Matt from Trip of the Ugly to do that because he he deep dives into like his things he likes uh, looking up. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So on to final thoughts then. Um, so very effective, creepy body horror in several ways. Uh, from the metamorphosis of Mary to her altercation with Dr. Lamb and the SCP's true intentions or inklings uh, as to its nature. I mean, the SCP as in, like, the entity, not the foundation. Um, it, I'm reminded by several horror films that tackle this sort of subject. Uh, one of insectile alien infestation on a human host. Uh, there's also a Pathfinder horror option where you can play a character who's become infested uh, or and mutate or corrupt over the games, if you allow it to, um, into an insectile monster like that has more and more like like you start developing more insectal traits uh-huh. and like alien traits like it, it's presented in the in the book more as like a xenomorph essentially you slowly mutate into a xenomorph, but it's technically an insect creature. Well, so are xenomorphs. They're basically insects yeah. too. But would you still have your Okay, so you, you if can, you're you playing in Pathfinder yeah. and you have a team of other dudes and you turn into this monster, are you still on their team? 
that's oh. the corruption system yeah, in yeah. this. You can uh, you can use your some of your like you, the GM will ask you like cause it's a horror thing. It's supposed to be kind of horrifying and like that you're like slowly becoming an NPC monster. Um, but you can while you're balance if you want to ba- try and balance it like to have some cool powers before or like and then like la- like try and like heal yourself later. That's kind of the thing. It's like a balancing act for the player. Mm-hmm. Is like, do they want their character to use these cool powers that they've been given? But if, every time they use it, they become a little bit less human, mm-hmm. a little bit less, yeah. a little bit less player character. And it's one of those things where the more you use it, the more you become a monster. And as soon as you become a monster, you lose the character. Yeah. yeah. And the GM unless you find a way to control. yeah, mm-hmm. unless you find a way to cure your affliction. Yeah. Um. The uh, yeah, so there, I, I can see you like using that as like like just tweaking it or like flavor texting it slightly different to be like kind of more like this creature or this mm-hmm. high mobile hive unit. Um, uh, it's not a new idea, but it's still really well done here, um, especially with the creepy analytical <clears throat> and bureaucratic viewpoint of the foundation. Like again, it gives you that kind of immersion level with the. Report, yeah. The redact these straight up like this is what happened. Here's the report. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah, and um, so it's like the horror is just it's still conveyed there. It's just conveyed raw and bare for you to yeah. look at. Like here's this is what this is a transcript of the of the interview. This is a uh, these are the details from the video feed that we received. The only video feed we received. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um. It can be this one. Um, there's a little a tinge of uncomfortableness um, because of uh, like the actions of the monster at the very end. The R word. But it's not poorly done. Um, yeah. It's even sparingly neat in, uh, to the matter. So. Because you don't really see anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, very. Um... And ultimately, that is part of the creepiness of this. Is like what the act that was done and the purpose that was behind that. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what adds on to the creepiness and the the monstrousness of this creature. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I recommend um, both for re- your reading pleasure and for fodder for a story or a game scenario set in the SCP universe. Yeah, <laughs> is that <laughs> is because because bees? Parallel? No, because there's parallel universes of the SCP. Universe. That's because of bees. And I mean that too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my final recommendation. I, I do actually recommend this is really well done report. So, hmm. Mikey, what do you got? Um, well, it's interesting to think about a symbiotic relationship with a bee-like <clears throat> creature, mm-hmm. and overall, it was an enjoyable read. Okay, so it's a recommendation from me. Cool. Well, gamer, bees are yellow. Recommendation. <laughs> and we're done. No, but I did like yeah, it. Um, it read nicely. Uh, because it's a report, it, like you said, it does give you that immersion and it. Be, it doesn't, it says enough that it's believable. Yeah. As weird as that, as that sounds. <laughs> and although I said, I do wish it was described a little bit better, but after we talked about it and I understand more of what she would actually look like and the, the infestation on yeah. it. Then yeah, it's it's great. I like it. All right, this went well. Hopefully, we can find some more SCPs that are on par with this one. I do hope there's another SCP of the child. Well, I'll, we'll look, I'll look into it because um, I think uh, what's his name, Lord? Did I call him Lordy G or something like that? Lordy, Lordy G, uh, Lurk D. Close enough. Not, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lurk D is actually a very prominent SCP writer. Like it oh, seems yeah. like they have uh, they they have a lot of in his web content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well, that was this week's episode. 
Um, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, is what we're hoping for by this point, by the time this gets posted. Hopefully. Um, and uh, you can also uh, get a hold of us on iTunes. Uh, leave leave us a rating and review, guys. If you want us to help help us grow, um, leave us a rating and review. Um, let us know what you uh, what you think of our show. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldenteremortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other group bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, you can also send us tweets. Uh, Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow without the W because his name is too goddamn long. It has to be for the glory of the king. Yes. Um, and mine is Review Cultist. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show uh, financially, <laughs> you can become a patron. Go to uh, go to Patreon and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2, $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and to our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. Because seriously, without you, we wouldn't have, we'd have to fight those dastardly hosting bills ourselves. And that is an SCP entity if... Ever there was one. That's true. Um, and to the, the authors of these stories and SCP entries and the listeners of our show, thank you just as much because without either of you, either your listenership or your authorship, we really wouldn't have a show. So thanks. Uh, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. He's Tanger Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Mortis. Sleep well.